Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala. And in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. One of the most common words used to describe those individuals who make up Team ASE is passion. Another is experience, and it's not unusual to find someone who has a family background in the automotive industry standing in front of a training session passing along their knowledge. In this episode, you'll meet a trainer who specializes in looking ahead to what's next and the new opportunities emerging in the automotive industry. Hi, I'm talking today with Pam Oaks, automotive applications engineer for a company called AutoEng. And we are at the ASE Education Instructors Conference, and Pam is one of the trainers who has graciously agreed to help make our automotive instructors just a little bit smarter. Pam, welcome to the program, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Tony. appreciate the opportunity. You are a fairly well-known name in the industry. What do you actually do at AutoEng? What is an automotive applications engineer, for those of us who don't know? In layman's terms, it means that we are developing concepts, different types of material, and down the road, actual applications of, for an example, uh, one of my fortes is ATIS, Advanced Driver Assist Systems, Mm -hmm. and developing a specific module for one of those. For an example, uh, say like we want to have the vehicle see through walls, so we would actually develop that concept into reality. And again, you're here offering your services to help our instructors fulfill their training requirements. They have to have 20 hours worth of training a year. And you're one of many sponsors, I want to call you, because what you're doing, you're doing on your own. But really the the backbone of what these instructors need in the way of knowledge and information. What classes are you offering while you're here? Again, I'm concentrating on ATIS. I have two loves, HVAC and ATIS. I have transplanted to Tampa. Originally from the east side of Detroit. Actually, uh, I'm in the chain of four. My ah. great-grandfather uh, opened his own shop uh-huh. in the mid-20s. He uh, closed his shop at the beginning of World War II because he went over to Dodge, Maine for the war effort. Uh-huh. And they were doing tanks at Dodge, Maine. They were doing planes. And at that point in time, for him to restart up his shop, he was quite a bit older. Uh-huh. He just stayed on with uh, Chrysler Corporation until his retirement. Grandfather worked independent, worked for Chrysler. My father, independent. The neat thing about my dad was his forte was steering gear and suspension. Uh-huh. And he was at this place called Cliffle Tire on the east side at eight and a half and Gratiot. They would bring over some of the Corvettes and Corvairs for Daytona, and he would set up the uh, steering gear and suspension for the track, and they'd ship them down. Fortunately, I got to observe all this, watch this be a part, because like my great-grandfather who gave me my first automotive lesson, showing me how to set the choke on a 69 Plymouth, mm-hmm. uh, which I still have today, <laughs> <laughs> I got the undercar lesson from my pop. 
with a steering gear and suspension. So um, we were just brought up in it. They never said, you can't do that. It's like, here, watch what I'm doing. Now you try it. And mm-hmm. if you didn't do it right, and they go, nope, let's try this again. And they were very patient. It was very, very fortunate to be uh, brought up in that atmosphere. But uh, going forward, uh, my dad, of course, stayed in the industry until uh, the end of his career, until he retired. Mm-hmm. And I uh, kind of took a detour. Through college, uh, of course, you have to eat and pay rent and everything else through college. Yeah. I got involved with the newspaper industry. And I was actually there for uh, 11 years, and I went from photographer to reporter to, like, a suburban editor to editor for daily. Uh-huh. But my true love was automotive. So on the side, I was fixing the reporter's cars. Oh. And I'm like, you know, I just really enjoy this. I don't know. You just grow up in it. You're comfortable with it. And um, everybody's happy when you're done because they, your finished product, you know, they're, they're gone, and everybody's happy with it. I remember calling up my dad, and I says, I'm coming down. Give me about six months. I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So I went over to an independent shop where he was at, working at, and I was turning wrenches, and, and I went out, and I started my own shop. And it was just me, myself, and I, and then I hired a person. I hired another person. And in about four years, I was busting at the seams of this rental, and I built a 12-bay, uh-huh. and we just grew from there, and... In 20 years, which was part of my 20-year plan, uh-huh. I sold it. I got an EET, and I says, I'm going to do some engineering here that I wanted to do all along. Mm-hmm. Well, Delphi, <laughs> they stepped in, and they said, hey, what about training? Would you like to try to train for us? I'm like, oh, I'll try it. And I was hooked. Yeah. It's the passion. You have to have that passion. You have to have that love. And if you have that, you're going to do wonderful things in the industry, and for yourself, for your family, and it's just going to domino into the community. So I have had a wonderful time. I've been very, very fortunate that I was where I was and the opportunities that had presented themselves. Mm -hmm. And all this knowledge that I gained through these other opportunities, I get to deliver these to technicians, and here in this case, the trainers that are training our technicians for tomorrow. People don't realize these guys who are entering a junior college program or high school program, Mm -hmm. when they're retired, autonomous vehicles are going to be full throttle. We won't see it. They're going to see it. So it's at the utmost importance that they're getting this quality knowledge right now. And the teachers who are here, they get it. And they're going to be able to take this information they're getting now, and they're going to be able to pass that on to their class. Job's done. Yeah. That's the whole point right there. You know, it's funny you say that because I was talking earlier to uh, one of the other instructors here, and the subject of electrification came up. Mm-hmm. And while it's true that internal combustion engines are going to be with us for probably as long as we're here, you still have to get ready for the change. And that was why he said he was here is because he wants to help prepare the way. He said, somebody else is going to have to finish the job that I'm starting, which I thought was very insightful. He said, but somebody's got to start it. And that might as well be me. And I, th- I get the same impression from you. You have that passion that you mentioned. And is that why you're here? Because you really want to help? Yes. I'm here on my dime. Nobody's paying me to be here. I'm here because I want to relay that information to the next generation. And I know it sounds corny or something, but it's not. It's so important. What exactly were you delivering in the way of information? You said you focused on ADAS while you're here. Is that what it was, an ADAS class? 
Yes and no. I mean, we uh, talked about it. I actually was explaining to these instructors. I mean, everybody can see how we're doing a static or dynamic calibration, recalibration, mm-hmm. environmental surrounding it, and what we have to do, the alignment first. They know all that. I mean, it's been with them now for the last four or five years. Right. It's pretty basic. But what I'm trying to show them is the other opportunities of the technician, and not so much opportunities, but we're the technician's job. It's just not going to be turning wrenches or pushing buttons. Eventually, for all this to work, they're going to be doing a little bit of coding. Now, the coding is going to have to go back to the manufacturer in the beginning, but going forward. But this is actually another opportunity for technicians if they enjoy automobiles but they just don't have the talent to turn a wrench and they're doing the investigation part of it. We were discussing about all the sensor applications for ADAS and how they interrelate. People think that there's, the cars are seeing these little boxes and little shapes and things like that. Hmm. No, they're looking at code and they're looking at probability structures, and they're, they're looking actually even at how the vehicle's reaction to different road surfaces. And it's just not calibrating X, Y, Z, triangulating, because it's beyond that. And as we go forward, and they're adding more and more sensors to make this work, some are subtracting, but they're coming up with other things. For an example, uh, thermal imaging, So I'm showing the background in there, and I'm showing them the patterns, what the vehicle's actually seen as the probability. For an example, you have a person, you have a a box, and you have another car. Well, say the fourth object is somebody with holding an umbrella. Mm -hmm. If we haven't taught the vehicle to recognize that shape, it's going to run them right over. What Pam is describing is the Advanced Driver Assist Systems. We call it ADAS for short. I know we love our acronyms. I thought I better mention that. We've all heard about autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles. What is holding up that technology more than anything else is the sensors necessary and the computing power necessary. Computers are wonderful things. They do many things very, very well, but they can't think. And when it comes to recognizing objects, there's lots of different things that can affect that. And the sensors we use... Pam had mentioned FLIR, which is forward-looking infrared, but it's all built around the sensor suites. We have quadrillions and quadrillions of data, machine learning data. We have a lot of machine learning to do before we go AI. And your class was able to give the instructors an inkling into that world and where it's developing. Wow. So it really was a look ahead for them. A look ahead and opportunities for their students. I mean, they could go into programming if they want. Mm-hmm. For the automobiles, they could specialize in ATIS mm-hmm. and steering gear and suspension. And you know, that's a raises an important point. I think it is underappreciated just the number, sheer number of opportunities that are available in the automotive industry for someone looking for a career. And certainly engineering and, and computers and now all that other stuff. I think having individuals like yourself that, again, can give us that look around the corner, you know, as to what's coming mm-hmm. can only help the instructors. Well, Pam, this has been fascinating. I have to have you back because we have a lot more to talk about, but our time is up for today. So I want to thank you for your time. And again, from ASE and everyone in the industry, thank you for your dedication and for your willingness to step forward and again, help educate those people that are going to bring us that talent that we need down the road. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Take care. 
I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification, how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.